Hey, this is Chris Gomez from Perseus. You're listening to the Local Earshot Podcast. Well, I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. everybody welcome to the local earshot podcast i am here with uh jonathan grissom more bands media how you doing buddy i'm good man got chris gomez in with us today from the band perseus hello finally got to have you back in again buddy hello yeah it's been a few been a few months give us a huge shout out to our uh uh uh, well the next guy on the show actually the next episode will be wade ed stanley uh he's an artist out of stillwater uh, huge shout out! Thank you so much for the donation, brother. Um, that's that helps pay our our hosting fees and everything like that to keep this show going. So I'm glad you like it, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, having your episode on. This shout out will actually air on uh, the one after, so it'll be like two weeks out. So you're yeah. just gonna have to wait. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Thanks, anyways. But you know, hey, <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, so. The mighty, mighty Perseus. Yes, sir. What's, what's going on with the Perseus camp? We are rolling into 2022 with a new song called Descent. It's probably our badass, most badass song we've written so far. Uh, we've already got several shows set up all year. We're going to Texas um, in the summer, playing in Tulsa in two weeks, and uh, things are good. Nice. That's uh, it's good to hear. I know uh, things got pretty difficult there. And then, and before COVID, things got difficult. And then you guys were on a restructuring and got things really rolling with that. And then the COVID hit, and ah, that mess. So, really good. And I'm excited to hear that you guys got some new stuff coming out, and you guys are are uh, moving into the future. Um, so, I mean, we we're friends, so I know kind of the story, not everything, but the gist of it. So, what are some of the things that happened leading up to this this new single being recorded? It's it's a pretty triumphant moment for the band i think yeah um so this song is called descent um man it, it really got born during the middle of the pandemic during the middle of all of this political turmoil uh the country was about to tear itself apart yeah it probably started writing the song on january 6th the year at that time uh capital got attacked and things just seemed really bad for the country a lot of tension in the air yeah and uh, i think everyone could feel it i definitely felt it that the future of the place we lived was going through a downfall a descent um not only the play like the country but just like mental psyche it seems like during that time it, it was bad and i would just feel that things were not going to be the same um any kind of hope for the future didn't look as bright as it used to. Yeah. 
I would and agree. I was like, hey, it's time to write a song. <laughs> like, All great perfect. songs are born out of uh, yeah. desperation and, yeah. and fear. Well, a lot of great songs, anyways. It's like, hey, this, things are really negative. It's, it's time to write a metal song. So the song, was anything influenced from uh, some of the more, uh, we'll say, uh, not so glamorous things that happen as to f- uh, being in a band and what that all that you take on when you join a band. What are uh, maybe some yeah. things that have interesting yeah. influenced that? Or yeah, interesting. You bring that up. Uh, this is our second song we wrote as this uh, as the new band we are now. And I say new band because core members of the past iteration of Perseus have left the band, and uh, when they left, it wasn't on good terms. Very uh, terrible. It really changed uh, the dynamic. Um, I think I heard I heard a recorded song y'all did, and it was the single guitar. And I went and seen y'all; it was single guitar. You're like, wow, that's you got your work cut out for you, mm-hmm. you know. So that changed. On, you know, like you said, with uh, different heads clash, personalities clash. Sometimes it leaves not on a negative, you know, yeah. and uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, um, but it definitely forced y'all to act, man. Um, are you you're sticking with the single guitar? I mean. Is, yeah. that, is that the path you want to go with that? We're going with it right now uh, for one as one guitar player, not because of we want to. It's just the, as the way it's turning out. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've tried out two serious guitarists. I mean, they claim they're serious. You know, at the time, so they they learn the songs. Um, but when it comes time to jam a show, you know, one of them couldn't do it because he was afraid of COVID at the time, and so he backed out. And I was like, oh, well, you kind of have to perform, you know? Yeah, well, so I was like, all right. <laughs> so then we had another guy try out, uh, great personality, great guy to be around, accountable, responsible, could play. Um, uh, he just had a, a full plate with his family, you know, and he did a few shows, but uh, up Rocklahoma came up. I was like, hey, we got to play Rocklahoma. We'll be gone four days, you know, and we're going to spend some money too. You got to camp out there and have, you know, hang out and he couldn't do it you know he can't get away from the family that long so it was like you know we this lots of more shows are going to be like this we'll, we'll be gone you know so he backed out of that too so the search continues you know if someone comes up that is fits the slot just fine they're welcome to come up come aboard bring their talent and bring their ideas and hang out with us well i will say um they got their work cut out for them uh uh just to pay you a compliment, I mean, you're, you're one of the first guitar players I actually looked up to as a guitar player because you're from my hometown. And so... McLeod boys. Yeah, McLeod. It's like I'm over trying to learn like uh, C and D chords and then you're ripping like Van Halen and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's it. And then you've developed further into this, the heavier metal and the, the sweeps and all these nice stuff that you can do. And, and it was... It was really cool to see two guitar players trade licks like that, but um, hell, I, I I couldn't cop those licks. I'll just <laughs> yeah, it's it's metal, you know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely just metal. I mean, there's a lot more. There's a lot better guitarists out there when it comes to metal than than me. Um, but I appreciate that, man. And you you too. I didn't even know you played guitar till uh, you were till we got together and you made the pedal for me that that uh, delay pedal. And uh, I didn't know you played until then. I was like, oh, and then I seen you play. Well, actually, a few years ago, we talked about pedals, too. And then I figured out you, that you played, and I was like, 
surprised. I, I, I walked away from it for a long time. I had a lot of real negative experiences trying to start a band, trying to do that. And then uh, mostly out of ignorance. I didn't approach it like it's a, it's fun, but it's just, we can have fun, but this is really a thing. Like this is an entity a, a business. Mm-hmm. And it, I think a lot of it was on my end, how I viewed it. And then now I'm, as I'm older, I'm, I'm in a, with Hollis now and I'm, you know, it's viewed, they approach it the same way. They approach it like this is something we do and let's, let's do it. Let's have fun, but let's, let's try and do it. Yeah. Make it a business, make something out of it. So it's, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more interesting this time around. A lot more fun. Cool, I would say. So I, I've uh, seen, yeah, I've seen your Instagram. You're you're jamming with this group of guys. Are Cole Hollis? Yeah, Johnny Hollis is the lead singer. Uh, Chad Carr is in. Chad with, Carr. Uh, that's the I recognized him in yeah. the photo. Yeah, he's a uh, he's very metal. He's a metal guitar player, and I'm more on the blues kind of lazy side of things. So it's an interesting dynamic. Um, he was the guitarist for Soul, Soul Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. A good dude. I talked to him. All the dudes in that band are awesome. Shout out to the boys in Hollis. Uh, we also have a gig coming up end of April thirtieth. Uh, shameless plug. Do Where's that, that myself. At? It's at Toodles Tacos in Maysville. It's nice. a fundraiser for the fire department down there. So nice. We're gonna. Are you doing originals or like a mix? Everything? A mix. We got about a looks about a four to one mix. You know, four cool. originals to uh, cover throw one in there keep people kind of interested you know i'm interested <laughs> so next, you know, next time you play around the city i'll come check it out yeah definitely uh we're we're actually trying to structure a show that's one thing that we're doing different this time that when i was younger it was just like oh we'll just learn a ton of songs and we'll just play a ton of songs and it's it's like now we're actually like if people come to see a show you got to take them on a a little bit of a ride, you know, uh, and throw some lights set. and some lasers and explosions. Well, yeah. maybe later, but you know, <laughs> I get to that. So, who are the players on the new on this new one? As far as let's let's give some shout outs here. Yeah, uh, Alex Farinas in Tulsa, badass bass player. He is a badass bass he's player. Badass uh, man. He just looks cool when he's up there. He rocks out perfect. He is the show sometimes. <laughs> Jeremy Knight, vocalist, of course, classic Jeremy. Uh, Jordan Gorith, the drummer, of course, still our drummer. We count on him for everything. He does a lot. I mean, he does a lot for the band. Uh, he's a whiz, computer whiz. He does uh, Ableton, backing jacks, our lights. Um, I mean, he sets it up so he's got the uh, the click in his ear, you know, and can cue the songs and everything. He just does a lot for the band. Uh, and, of course, uh, myself right now. So it's four of us. Um, yeah, one thing you, you talked about earlier that uh, I wanted to kind of open up a little bit about, uh, being in a band is a, is a lot like a marriage. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, being a band kind of starts, uh, with intentions what you have when you're a kid, you know, I want to be a rock star, mm-hmm. you know, I want to play guitar, I want to be in a band, this and that. And, um, relationships, you know, you get a girlfriend when you're young, you have all these emotions, and no matter how old you get, these emotions never stop. You know, you still go through emotions. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a bad relationship or a bad marriage. Not uh, a bad marriage, but certainly know what you're going from. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, in, um, I've been divorced. I've been divorced. I had a marriage that was just terrible. We were both young idiots, uh, and uh, growing pains. You know, experience growing up. But yeah. now I'm happy. Now I've got a new relationship. 
new person. I'm a new person. Uh, things are good now. But uh, being in a band in the music industry uh, is the same thing. You know, you'll go through things. Uh, a group of guys that you're with, you kind of birth this band, this music together, and um, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes the emotions are felt and they're they're real. Could be terrible sometimes. So, uh, yeah, that's something I haven't touched on yet in the podcast is some of the bad things you go through in bands uh, that could be extremely terrible. And you've you've never not been an active musician like me I, I got a taste of the terrible i've bailed i didn't want nothing to do with it because it yeah it's like you said uh, relationships that end badly it it hurts you on a pretty visceral level whether it's a girlfriend or a close dude friend a bandmate you know those types of relationships get pretty intimate when you're exchanging information and intelligence at that level music trading licks that kind of stuff you get to know people very close so when things like that fall apart, it sucks, man. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it makes it hard to do that activity and stay focused on it. Yeah, you know, coming coming back from that was better. That was making a buzz in my headphones. Oh. I'm sorry, dude. I was trying to. Okay, <laughs> we're getting things set up here. Going live on our Facebook uh, live feed here. We're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. But yeah, absolutely. As far as the negative aspects, and um, how has that changed for you over the? I mean, you started as a teenager, now in your you know, mid to late thirties. Yeah, yeah, I'm thirty seven this year. Gosh. Yeah, I've been playing guitar since the age of fourteen. Been in bands since the age of eighteen. Um, dude, uh, you get stronger and smarter. The worst shit you've been through in life, and uh, being attacked, you know, being lied about. Uh, sucks, you know. Well, it's just the uh, it's just the activity of being a musician and competing for gigs with other bands. Like you, you stand in judgment constantly from people putting you up for a show or whatever. The competition, you stand in that already. So when you catch it from your old band, that kind of sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. It's like. Someone doesn't get their way, and they want to destroy everything. And their attempts, even though they don't succeed, their attempts it, damn near destroy everything. You know, yeah, it, it burns whatever little bridge of a salvageable yeah. relationship. Yeah, and there, man, some. I think that's just. I don't know. It's part of life. Part of life. It's part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, you have to ask yourself: Do I want to continue? doing this you know do I, do I have what it takes to write music because the we, we leaned on this person you know it's like a relationship or marriage you, you lean on and count yeah. on them do what you do best and delegate the rest exactly yeah. yeah and we leaned on him for for music for a lot of the big right music writing uh and when this person leaves it's like i have to step up i know i can do it i know i could how do i start that just start Dude, I'm in that exact same mind frame with starting a business. That's exactly where I'm at. I got laid off of my job. Uh, contract ended. A job. Uh, we did a contract for COVID medication. COVID kind of faded away, and the contract came to a close. So they let off, I don't know, three or four of us. And uh, so I'm like, well, what do I want to do? And Tracy's like, 
fuck it. Might as well try this, take a shot, you know? And so I looked at my unemployment insurance and I'd, I'd been working, making money that the government knows about since I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I got pretty good unemployment insurance. I'm like, I'll take, see, take some time and try to build this, try to start a business. And so that's what I'm going to do. I got it till I think August. Cool. I'm a, I'm a, if jobs come along, I'm happy to take them. I'm applying, but I had a pretty good gig and, you know, I don't think a lot of places are going to offer me what I was making there. So that's my option to take it or leave it now. So, yeah, I don't know. You have the energy. It's, I mean, you're, you're relatively a young man. We're all young men here. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's like anything else, learning something new and then, or having the idea of what you think it is. And then, then you have the reality of, you know, you also have to do the paperwork, the homework and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. real. You have to do that stuff. Administrative is not my strong point, but it's a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, same with kind of the band, the way your band is like each of y'all have your own little things that help the band. Jeremy does the merch, right? Yeah. And that, that type of thing. That's freaking awesome, man. Yep. Jeremy makes merch. Uh, I write the majority of the songs now. Jordan does all the stage lights, music uh, for us on the stage. And Eric, um, sorry, no, Alex. Alex knows a shitload of people, a shitload of promoters. We had no idea until he joined the band what we were getting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Alex can pop out a show on the spot. Like, hey, I can talk to so-and-so and get us a show. And he and it, he do, it does. It works. So he knows a lot of people. So, yeah, we're well-rounded. Sweet. This... Um, ideation of the or what is it is that the right word ideation this version of the band how long have you guys been uh, moving along now um 2020 since right in the middle of the pandemic yeah Yeah, i think i think uh the show we saw y'all that was one of the first ones y'all had everybody there and and playing but uh hell the blue note's not even there anymore jesus (laughs) remodeling Yeah. yeah yeah well um you want to give the people a taste of this new single yeah boys Five, 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 two. Yeah, man, this uh, this song here, badass. I'm really proud of the guitar solo in it. Um, like I said, I wrote the majority of it. The guys helped. Um, Jeremy did all the cadence and the, the lyrical patterns. Uh, I wrote all the guitar, and uh, I wrote a lazy-ass drum track, but Jordan made it really cool. You can hear some really badass blast beats Jordan did uh, towards the end of the song. It might sound like a little bit of cattle decapitation. It's kind of power hitty, double kick things, really badass. I'm proud of the fact when you said, when you name check cattle decapitation, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I've actually heard of a couple other albums. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. This is called uh, Descent. Here you go, guys.
Descent. All right. How did that come together? You, you mentioned the the uprise or the capital protests and all this uprising and tension in the air. Um, at what point did y'all say, all right, I, it, it's high time we get in the studio and start writing? Yeah, uh, this song, man, um, we we just finished 10,000 Scars, and then it was time to start this one. So I had a, I didn't have any ideas on what to do guitar-wise. So I, I would play guitar and think and f- record something I thought that was good, show the guys they hated it. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> They didn't hate it. They just said, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, 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 keep keep that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was probably because the riffs I sent didn't have any drums. It was just guitar. Yeah. So you can't really feel Hard to get into what that. I'm feeling. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to put drums the next time. Next time I show them something, it's got to have some drums. So there was one riff in this whole slew of riffs that Jeremy liked. He was I like this part, you know, 50 seconds to 60 seconds of this track. I like that part. So I took that one riff and wrote this whole song based on that one riff. Oh, nice. And that's the opening, the main riff of the song. Um, and I just ran with it, you know, just kind of ran with it. Did you guys, is, uh, is Jordan a uh, tech head enough? You guys were able to do this with uh, without having to spend a fuck ton of money on a pro recording s- session for that kind of stuff? or? Uh, yeah, we, we uh, how do we do this? I made a, a generic drum track. Jordan listened to it. He's like, all right, let's let's map out the uh, tempo track. So the majority of the song is 130 BPMs, and then the breakdowns are like 110 BPMs, then a slower breakdown at 105, then back up to 130. We got to map it out just right. And then Jordan just said, he started drumming Jesus to it. Jesus Christ. That's, that's interesting, man. Um uh, as far as composition wise, is, is that like, is that kind of y'all's process, your process as far as like, you know, yeah, it all starts out with feel, like mapping out the drums first, and then going mm-hmm. around that. Yeah, it starts That's out cool. with the feel of the song. I want it fast here. I want it heavy here with the slower tempo, and then Jordan would be like, "You know what? It'd be sound. It'll sound better and, and easier for me to play if we slowed it down five BPMs, so the riff will slow down a little bit instead of the original feel I had, but it makes it better." Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll map out the song te- technically with the BPMs first. Uh, and then play it, learn it, and then we'll jam it till it's down right. Once we feel like it's ready to go, and we'll schedule recording. So uh, that how do you how do you recreate that kind of or as far as the difference in your live rig? Because um, I know you use that Mesa boogie and it's beautiful. We'll talk about that. Uh, but uh, versus the studio, because I know you said there that you had to track multiple times to get that that kind of tone. So. Mm-hmm. What what are your different operating procedures there? Yeah, um, once we get the song down, the first step for recording is to do the drums first. So we'll take the drums only and head to our place in Tulsa, and Jordan will record drums, you know, live kit. Um, of course, when you're tracking drums these days, uh, before they run through the whole song, they'll they'll record just single hits of each drum for a MIDI. In case you need to plug in a drum in this final song. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I need two double kicks here, you know. So he has them already selected and emitting. So you'll do that. Um, once the drums are recorded, you know, and it's time for guitars. And and by well, before I hit the studio, I already have all the guitar tracks 
at home that I recorded. So there's this song has four four guitars in it, and I already know exactly what I'm going to play on the left side and what I'm going to play on the right side. I already know how the solo is going to go. Uh, when you hit the studio, like at, when I play live and play practice, I man, I just got a bad ass guitar head. The new Mesa Badlander 100, fucking so awesome. It's it's uh. It's very nice. Yeah, the most expensive gear I've ever bought for a guitar. <laughs> I'm 38 years old. I said I gotta do this now. You know, there's no other. There's no waiting. There's no. Oh, I'll be ready for it later. No, it's right now. <laughs> I'm I'm actually happy for you. Just watching that, I, I like that. Uh, I'm a gear junkie, so I mean, oh, yeah. who what guitar player isn't right? Yeah, it's like owning your favorite thing. <laughs> like I got my favorite thing. I don't deserve it, but I have it, you know. <laughs> but uh, did you did you bring that in the studio, or did you use a lot of the pre the digital stuff that's available now? Well, uh, I think all of that depends on the studio you go to. Uh, the guy we go to, he has a Kemper profiler, and the Kemper can do everything. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Uh, a lot of days, if you want to record your amp with a mic that really is like analog, kind of like the old days, which nothing against it. I mean, it sounds just fine. Uh, but nowadays, the technology, you can get the same tone, or even better tone out of the uh, it's, profiler. It's getting it's getting to the point it's hard for me to defend analog, mm-hmm. at least in a studio environment. Live, fine, turn them up. Turn, you know, get the yeah. tube amps to do your thing. But. One of my favorite sounding records ever is Korn, uh, Follow, the Le- Follow the Leader. And all that was recorded with the analog, you know, miking the cabs. Mm-hmm. Fucking sounds awesome. It's huge. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure if you have the money, you know, you could do that way. We just don't have that much money. So. Well, I, well, and I, you know, for I, I would argue you couldn't you couldn't get that big tone until pretty recently with digital rigs because mm-hmm. they still they they were almost too crisp all the time. Mm-hmm. But here, yeah, with with the Kemper and what's that slate slate digital? That's, That's another big digital. one. God damn, they get it close, man. It's Axe effects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to it's hard to argue <laughs> for yeah. my vintage gear nowadays. Yeah, so the studio we go to, he's got the Kemper, and plug into it, and you get your both you get your guitar out of it and your bass out of it, and uh, sounds good. So just go that route. Yeah. Um, when did the song drop? It was uh, what, a couple months ago now. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. Okay. February fourteenth. How's it been doing as far as? Uh, downloads and maybe getting y'all some booking you guys taking booking yeah uh yeah i think as soon as we set out on a new song things pick up you know booking wise and of course that's why we release new music you know we want to keep going get some attention get some shows so we listen to new song yeah i haven't checked the plays it's had yet or the downloads yet i haven't just haven't gotten around to it but you know as long as it's more than zero that's fine <laughs> <laughs> well hell yeah man well, what's on the agenda for you guys uh, going forward in the future? Um, you know, I think we did a lyric video for this song, which doesn't do it justice. I think we should have gone all the way and did a real video. So I, I want to say we want to do a real video for this song. Movies are so expensive. Dude, we had one set up. We should have done it. We didn't have the money for it at the time, but we should have just put it on a credit card like I did with the Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we want to do a theatrical music video, something with the storyline. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's what we want to do. So either with this song or I'm working on a new song. The new song is going to be 
tuned down low drop F sharp is what it is, which is really damn low. Yeah. But uh, when you have a baritone guitar, six string, you can handle yeah, the low stuff. Go, yeah, you can go, shit. You, that's another thing as far as studio tricks. is something I've... Um, I've noticed it more in modern metal. I guess every modern era will say the same thing, but it seems like when when bands like Corn and Slipknot and the the Ross Robinson crowd will say, uh, he was able to compress those frequencies to a point where those detuned guitars weren't competing with the bass anymore, and it created that this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was never good at that. Like I, I'm not a good sound guy, anyways. But I could never find that balance between guitars way low and and then you're running into the bass frequency. Just I always got the flubs, you know, blow mm-hmm. my fucking speaker out. So, um, what are some of the things you do to to mm-hmm. deal with that? Deal with that, and especially in a studio or well, hell, even especially live. I guess that would probably be more. Yeah, where you get that? Well, per- Perseus tunes down to drop B, which is the same tuning as Slipknot. Uh, drop B is just low enough where it's not flubby. Any lower than that, you get you know A sharp or A or even lower, like a lot of the new bands, the heavy bands are. You will run into flub. <laughs> but uh, before Perseus, back in the day, I was in this band called the Orchid, and also this band called Quaid, and we tuned in. Drop G sharp. So, so you have B, you have A, G sharp, G. So drop G sharp is pretty damn low. Whoa. We had seven strings. So uh, the way you do that, you on your amp, you turn your lows real low. Turn your lows probably about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, almost zero, you know, kind of, yeah, 7 o'clock. Turn your mids up. Here's the thing, because your guitars go so low, you want your mids to cut through. So you have your mids up about noon or one o'clock, and you have your highs up where you want them about, you know, what is that, three o'clock, kind of up high. Mm-hmm. So mids up high, your lows low. Then your bass guitar, you want that to low. So you, when the band gets its, its heaviness, it's hearing the bass. Right, sort of trading off. Mm-hmm. And your guitar's got the mids, so... Full band wise, if you tune down real low, you want you want your guitars lows to be almost loft and have the mids turned up. So that's what we'll do with this new song. We'll just that's it's good, man. I like it. I like the solo. Like the wah wah. I like the delay pedal. If you're using yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. I still have it. That's good. I'm glad it works. I, hell, I was just like, I think I can do this. So <laughs> yeah, it works, man. It a nice delay pedal. I like it. Well, um, you got any tour date or tour dates? Uh, any dates whatsoever coming up? We can put out there for the people, man. Tulsa at Weedier's Bar with the Salesmen. They're a Tulsa band. April twenty ninth, I believe. Oops. So into the month. Yeah. Uh, Rock the Equinox again this year. Um, that's in Stigler. Um, maybe the State Fair this year. I got input for that. We already got. Uh, I guess pre-selected to play this year. So I just had to submit the forms. Um, Dallas, Texas, June 5th. And that's about it. But I mean, I, I mean, I'll taking booking and, and yeah. looking at options there too. Everything's kind of kept open. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, last year we went balls to the wall and played every show we got offered. We played 
three or four times a month. Oversaturated the Oklahoma. <laughs> we played a lot. And this year, we're picking and choosing what we want to play. Do you think coming off of uh, COVID is going to give you more options? Yeah, I, I think do. So. Man, I was talk, talking to Jonathan when we when we got going. It's like, man, I I think this year is just going to be the a very very good year for live entertainment, whether music, comedy, theater. I don't care what the fuck it is. This is going to be a great summer for it. Did you know that Corn just came to Oklahoma City like last week, last month? Corn uh, and Chevelle. I knew it was a while. It was yeah. It's been about a month. About I knew they were here. Yeah, I had no idea they were coming. I didn't know. I knew that. I saw it on Facebook, but I, I dude, I haven't seen Corn in probably a decade. Yeah, I would have went. I, I didn't even know. <laughs> but I saw people's videos of them in Oklahoma City of Corn. One thing you notice: the place is packed, and there's no masks. Everyone's hanging out again. It's like back to normal. Yeah. And I was like, once I saw that, I was like, okay, it's a good feeling. Yeah, we're coming back. I mean, yeah, a lot of my friends went to ministry. Yeah, like over at the Diamond. And See, I, they said it was it was awesome too, and yeah. I I didn't have the cash to like drop on a ticket real quick, so I was like, well, shit, man, I guess I'm just gonna go to the bar tonight. Yeah. So I'd have loved to seen them, but I could I was already had shit going. Yeah, but uh, yeah, lots of good shows, man. I think the last we we went to um, I don't know, I'm gonna draw a blank. That California band, Dirty Honey. We've uh-huh. seen them with with Mammoth and. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised it didn't sell as much as it did. It, the place was maybe about a half, maybe maybe two thirds full, and I just thought for a Saturday night they they pack that place. But uh, it seemed like people were still kind of standoffish, but no mask or nothing. It just seemed like everybody kind of had their little groups. People had room and and stuff like that. So maybe the, I don't know. Maybe they're not selling as many tickets for that purpose. Could be. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about how they do their booking. So. Um, but I like it. I like seeing the people get out and yeah, it's almost back oh, to it's normal. Coming back, just about somewhat yeah. normal. Yeah, I think last time we talked, uh, we were right in the thick of it, man. And uh, I, it's weird. Oklahoma is is unlike. Well, it's like every state's unlike every other state. It's like they all have their own little rules, you know. Mm-hmm. But I heard in some places uh, they're going back to the mask mandates indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, places mm-hmm. out on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't they're, think they're, they're following. Uh, they're they're following the trend that's happening in China out in um, what is it uh, Hong Kong because they apparently had a, a, a outbreak. Spike outbreak. The, number, the numbers don't match up with what they're doing to those people. But I Well, mean, I mean, I just don't think that's going to fly at this point they're, in the game. They're locking, they're locking truck drivers inside their vehicles, and they're all starving to death. No, I, Jesus it's Christ. Crazy. Yeah, that was on that was on the agenda they were talking Damn, about. Damn, dude, that. your stories have no chill. They always <laughs> end with some <laughs> fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's called reality, sir. I well, reality. damn straight. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't think in Oklahoma. I mean, we were pretty loosey goosey with our COVID shit, anyways. I mean, there are some places that were tight, but true. most people just did not give a shit about that. And I just, if they tried to reimplement this shit, I just, I just don't. You know, I'll tell you what. Government wise, you know, I work at the Air Force Base up here. We had a, a hard return back to work date in April. Everyone, you know, it was come back to work day. Everyone's ready. The week of, they canceled it. Mm-hmm. They said, "Never mind, stay back home. Something, something's coming." You know, so I don't know if they're done with this or not. Man, I don't know. My sister works on base, and hell, I don't. 
I think they told them they're if ever come back because mm-hmm. they're finding out that there's actually pretty much some good efficiency in working from home. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, a bunch yeah. of the uh, state, um, like uh, my buddy that works for the state, a lot of those jobs got pushed to work from home, mm-hmm. and and they were, that was before the pandemic. They were just starting. They were doing operations to yep. get ready for that. And then out of nowhere, it just happened, and they were just like, "Well, I guess we got to speed this." Got up. the head start, you yeah. know. <laughs> they're, they're saving too much money with with the bills, you know, oh, electricity, uh, water, all that stuff. They're saving the real millions estate throughout the city that they have to uh, rent out. For well, and they're mm-hmm. finding yes, out things. that people will do their job. Like people will do their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, American Fidelity <laughs> that, I used to, that I used to do security at they um, they did this thing where it was like two days. Was it two days at home or you could do three days at home, but you had to show up to work for meetings for certain days. Uh, and, and, you, and you got to pick and choose what you did. So, um, so they, they had a pretty good little, little thing going on their, on their, their building, you know, or on their company. Because uh, a lot of people, they were all happy. Like every time you you'd see all the workers, they were always happy. And it's because they got to work at home, but they, they had this software set up on their computer at home. Where it would monitor you whenever you're working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah. knew you were on the computer. They knew you were working. And if you had to get up, you hit a button. And, and so if you weren't taking too many breaks throughout the day, but they just knew you had to take care of stuff at home. Yeah. So. Well, there's got to be a trade off there at some point, you know. So, but I, you know, I don't know. Uh, once I got laid off, it was more like, well, let's see if I can monetize doing what I'm doing here and, and just do my own thing, you know. I'll, I'll tell you a little advice there, bro. All right. Mr. Brad. Uh, kind of like what happened to me and the, with the band thing. You know, I love music. I love the band. Uh, you know, back before two years ago, I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have what it took to be a songwriter. When I thought of myself just a riff player copying the real songwriter and copying what he's playing, I can't just write a song, you know, I can't do it. Until I was forced to do it, you know. I was either faced with not doing what I love and giving up or just fucking doing it. Yeah. And uh, it was fierce, a lot of fear, you know. Anxiety. I, that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen next? And uh, I wouldn't say I overcame it because I'm still going through it. You know, I'm still getting better as a songwriter. Uh, but everything I was looking for and I wanted was just on the other side of going all the way in and just fucking doing it and now we have two songs that i wrote you know, with the guitar solo with four g- guitars going you know left and right guitars and the songs have emotion you know there's a it travels you know the song has a, a journey and uh everything you want is on the other side you know if you think you're going to get away in life without doing something you, i'll yeah. get away with it not doing it you're I, just delaying it it's all yeah, you're doing no yeah to it's, get to the next step, you got to go through these shitty things. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's a process and it's a matter of trusting the process, which to me like with with what we're doing on the podcast, it's a lot of digital marketing, digital media, and I'm not good at it. He's good at it, but me trying to learn it is like sensory overload in 10 minutes or less. Like I can take it in very 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 small chunks, you know. But if you got, if you're wanting to survive, that's one thing you have to learn. You cannot avoid it. It yeah. is. If you want to do a podcast in any, have any respect of it and have any 
chance of having it become a business, I got to learn, got to learn to navigate that minefield. Yeah. You know, just like anything else. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully it grows and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can all grow together, man. We can, you know, I would love nothing more than to be doing this from a backstage in a fucking arena that you guys sold out. That would be yeah. pretty fucking amazing one of these days. Yeah. That'd so. be badass. <laughs> right. Well, I'll give a shout out to uh, a Hollis band. Uh, we're playing April 30th down in Maysville for the fire department's uh, fundraiser. That ought to be a good time. Uh, Aranda, at VZDs, April 29th. That's a Friday. And Them Evils gave us a shout out when they did their last podcast in uh, I don't know, in California somewhere. You guys played a gig with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built Jordan a guitar a Telecaster, mostly because I was bored and I had to beat up Telecaster, and I'm like, I could do something with this, you know? So I uh, did it, took him to him in Dallas, and he gave us a big shout-out on the podcast. So love you guys. Thank you so much for giving us the uh, attention and the shout-outs. Um, Chris Gomez, Perseus. Thank you for coming in today. We appreciate it. You know, you're thanking me. You know, there's one person I want to thank. It's Christoph Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. He uh, did some badass artwork there. Uh, we will put that up, too. That shirt, if you make that a real shirt, we'll we're buying it. Like a motherfucker. We're buying it. Exactly. Shit. We are buying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Perseus. Perseus. With two cats instead of snakes. Like, uh, was it Catalica? Yeah. Where they made concerts. They have a whole... They have a whole section at Louder Than Life when I was there that had a uh, had a bunch of pet T shirts and they were all band names, but they were all they were all cats. Or yeah, dogs. I love cats. I have a cat. He's like a baby. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm not a cat person, but uh, I will say that cat art is of, yeah. of awesome. And the Perseus, uh, shout out to Christoph Murdoch. Christoph Murdoch. Uh, he'll he'll be on the show at the end of May. He's coming back on. Hell yeah, that is. Awesome, and seven if, foot tall Oklahoma <laughs> right there. If Jeremy, if Jeremy presses that shirt, you better bring two that, here. He's working on it. All right, I all got right. confirmation from Jeremy Knight <laughs> at Metal Corp Clothing. He is working on a Perseus shirt. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Christoph Murdoch, thank you. Gomez, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. All right, we'll get out of here. Jonathan, take us out. All right. Um, the Local Earshot Podcast is a value-for-value value podcast. That means that we take donations um, and mostly run on donations. We also take sponsorships. Uh, and uh, this episode, we had an executive producer, uh, Not Wade Art Days is his uh, Instagram page. You want to go check out his work. Um, well, also, he will be on the next episode. Um, he gave a, a generous donation, which we've already um, you know addressed since at the beginning of the show. So thank you very much for that. Thank you, man. Um, and then if you listen to the show, if you like the show, then uh, go and uh, share it with all your friends. Let them all know uh, where you, you know. Tell them all about us, what we're doing out here, because because uh, it looks like we're spreading across the country right now. So I've been getting hit up by a lot of different people nice. all over. So it's pretty awesome. I dig um, it. If you are an artist and you want to be on the show, uh, then you can hit me up at john at thelocalearshot.com, or you can hit up Brad on our Instagram page, um, and then we can get you set up. Uh, most of our interviews are through Oklahoma. If you are from out of state, we can usually do like a Zoom call. I'm also trying to look at different platforms to be able to do like the video stuff um for like you know different platforms we've had pretty so. good success though we can make it work we can make it yeah, work i think uh, today was fun it's like doing live on facebook but we did it through phones so it's, <laughs> it's just learning how it all works um 
You guys are on the ride with us, man. Yeah, so, uh, but thank you for listening. And um, and if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to localearshot.com. There will be a tab that says Donate. Uh, we take crypto and we also take Cash App and Ventmo. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. You helped, I stood myself, but you contributed. I-